Hey everyone, it is Kevin Henry, and this is the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. Glad to have you on today, and I've got to be honest with you, I've been excited about this one for a little bit because this is such a cool concept that I've talked about with you all in lectures around the country for years now, but we're going to get more into the Smile Crew of California, and that is with Ashley Reich with the California Dental Association. Ashley, how are you? I'm doing good, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm, like I said, I'm thrilled to have you on. I'm ready to dive into this, but I want our audience to know a little bit more about you before we get started. Absolutely. Uh, so exciting feedback in terms of this this topic today is I actually did a very similar accelerated dental assisting program when I started out in dentistry, gosh, almost 19 years ago now. So uh, very passionate uh, about this project and have gotten to work with amazing dentists uh, throughout the years. So look forward to sharing what we're doing with this and uh, what we're have planned for the future. And, and one of the reasons that I've loved talking about this is I thought it was so smart, so out of the box at a time whenever we're trying to figure out staffing issues, whenever we're trying to figure out ways to bring in uh, fresh faces, new blood into dentistry. And I thought what you all were doing was great. So in your words, what is Smile Crew California? Because I I want to make sure people have that baseline of knowledge. So it was really started years ago based on member feedback. Uh, as we are aware, dental assistant shortages are not just a problem here in California, but across the, the nation. And CDA has been working uh, to resolve this. And this was the answer to that. Understanding that this was pre-pandemic and the pandemic really only exacerbated this problem. Uh, so Smile Crew California is a way for us to build the pipeline of dental assistants who are ready to enter in entry-level positions into practices. You know, and you talked about the feedback that you've gotten from dentists about this. You know, I, I almost want to start at the end and then work my way backwards. What kind of success has there been with this program and, and what are next steps for it? Gosh, okay, so we've had 14 successful boot camps to date, which is exciting, with over well over 200 enrollees and 180 that have completed training. Uh, we've started off in the, just the Bay Area and San Diego. We've added two additional locations. Uh, so looking to scale that across the state, understanding California is fairly large. <laughs> We're spread out a little bit. Uh, so looking to have those in more locations over the coming years. Uh, but the success has been, the response has been very positive. It, it's giving them a foundation to build off of. Uh, the the boot camp encompasses really those uh, foundational knowledge pillars, if you will, uh, to really set them up for success before they step into a practice. So giving them their regulatory compliance, infection control, those key certifications as well that are needed as a, a, a new dental assistant. And, and again, as I mentioned, these are people, correct me if I'm wrong, who are coming from outside of dentistry and really seeing this as a new career path. And one of the things that I, I loved is that you all were advertising on things like Spotify. You all were trying to find different ways to reach out to people to talk about what a great uh, industry dentistry was. What was the genesis behind going outside the box a little bit toward things like that to try to bring dental assistance in? I think creating awareness uh, around this is a career pathway, and a lot, a lot of individuals aren't aware that there's growth opportunities beyond just dental assisting that uh, can, you know, skyrocket as a career. I, I'm an example of that, of where you can go with starting out as a dental assistant. So, uh, really tapping into 
uh, industries that have very, there's some common commonalities across certain industries as well, especially customer service. You're dealing with face to face with people. And so similar to what you're across from a patient, uh, looking for qualities that they can translate into a career in dentistry. So when a dental assistant might hear something about this on Spotify or wherever it might be, the next step to get into a boot camp is it something that you all work with them to help them gain a little bit further knowledge of dentistry at that time, or is it really almost a dive right into the deep end whenever it comes to the boot camp? We do an overview, yes. Uh, that has been a learning actually over the the fourteen boot camps that we've held is that vetting process and understanding that it, it's not for everyone. Uh, so really giving an overview of what the role entails. There's also some great YouTube videos that, that have been. Uh, recorded uh, for, through Smile Crew, uh, telling stories of individuals and their growth as a dental assistant. Uh, several that have had it where they're working on the job, so it'd be similar. You're starting off as an entry-level dental assistant and working your way up to that state licensure. You know, and, and that's something we'll absolutely link to in the show notes, because I think that that's really cool to see, dare I say, the transformation uh, of somebody who who wasn't sure that this might be for them and how much of a role they're playing now in a dental practice, your patients and everything else. So mm-hmm. again, just a reminder, we were speaking with Ashley Reich of the California Dental Association about Smile Crew California. And actually, one thing I wanted to ask you was whenever I go around the country, I, and, and again, I'm a cheerleader for this because I think it is so great and we've got to look for different ways to fill in these the staffing shortages that we're having around the country. What advice are, 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 do you have for the other states that might be willing to do this? And, and do you know of other states who have kind of tried to emulate what you all are doing? Uh, that's a great question, Kevin. I think that I would start with every state's a little bit different with, in terms of regulations around an entry-level dental assistant position or what those requirements are. So working with your state board on what they need to start out as an entry-level dental assistant and then would also encourage like work networking with the programs that are still you know alive and well that have dental assisting programs some do offer a more accelerated where you're maybe taking a six or nine month track versus some of the traditional you know 12 to 18 months and then what is your state infrastructure around workforce are there job centers that you can partner with i think that's been a key factor for us uh, is working with your your local entities uh, to help those that are looking for you know, employment or career change. You know, and, and you remember this probably as well as I do, that there was a time that on-the-job trained dental assistants or those coming from outside dentistry were maybe looked down upon a little bit because, of, you know, they didn't go to dental assisting school or whatever it might be. And it feels like to me that about the time you all really started this program and then the pandemic happened, it, it feels like that, that that mindset has shifted completely to where we're very used to on-the-job training and boot camps that really accelerate the learning process. Yes, I think it's it's tailoring to an audience that maybe cannot afford to go to school full-time or take that traditional pathway. It's allowing another you know access point that gets them started working quickly, but still giving them a great foundation to build off of. So I, I think that that's, that's the key, I think, the mind shift in terms of we understand that there's a lot of individuals that aren't able to take so much time away from home or work, whatever that may be, uh, to dedicate to this. So how do we help them still gain, you know, on that track, uh, but in a way that makes sense to them? So tell me a little bit about, you know, 
the boot camp and then once they get into a dental practice, how much training, uh, bringing up to speed, shall we say, is the dentist doing at that point? Do they have a very rudimentary knowledge and then they go into the practice or, or what do you see as kind of that next step after the boot camp with the dentist? There's definitely a, yeah, a very significant element of on the job training. So that's still part of it that it's four to five weeks. So that that's a lot of information to pack into that time frame. So there's, there's definitely a, a time period of onboarding and training that they're going to entail uh, in the practice, but it gives them, like I said, the terminology, it gives them like, materials, like all those things that they really need when they're starting out. Uh, and then the dentist can really tailor to their practice needs on what that looks like for on the job. We do have resources also available to members as something, uh, understanding this is not a one size fits all for the boot camps. We, uh, California Dental Association, we launched some resources to members uh, for pre-hired all the way to performance management for hiring a brand new dental assistant in their practice, as well as layering on that online curriculum that we have for our boot camps. So members can, if they do already have someone in their practice that they're training, they have a framework uh, to build off of. So there's some onboarding and training resources also available, but uh, it's still, yes, there's still a very strong element that they're training on the job. And getting used to seeing patients, you know, one on one—that's definitely a transition period. No doubt about that, for sure. You know, you mentioned San Diego, San Francisco, the Bay Area, some of the some of the success stories that you've had. And as you said, California is a big state. You know, the, the Fresnos, the Inland Empires—you know, all those places where where staffing is still an issue. But I would guess it's that way in any state outside of the metropolitan areas. Is state dental associations trying to work with their constituents to answer the biggest question that we have right now, and that's where the body's going to come from. Yes, yeah, we we hear that again. It's not unique to California or and unique to dentistry necessarily. We're we're seeing this across trades that there's that significant gap that we're trying to bridge. You know, with this being dental assistant nation, first of all, I wanted you to come on and and talk about how we're trying to bring more dental assistants in, which again is fantastic. What can dental assistants be doing to help spread the word about what a great career this is? Is this simply just being a cheerleader for the industry to those friends that they think might be a good fit to to come into it? Oh, that's a great one. Yes, I think that word of mouth, uh, talking through, I think especially with the pandemic, that it's an essential job. Like we, as a dental, that's stability and security there. Uh, the working hours. I know that the workforce landscape right now is highly competitive. Uh, so talking through things like you're going to have most holidays off. It's going to be, you know, your schedule is set well, well in advance. You're not having that shift, you know, week to week. So yes, I, w- I would say really highlighting some of the great and fantastic things about dental assisting, but there's a lot of benefits, especially what we've gone through for the last few years that uh, could be interested interested for um, people to join. And, and I don't want to pry too much. We talked earlier about the, the cost of schooling and how this this might be an alternative. What's the cost for the assistant as well as maybe for the doc to bring one of these assistants into his or her practice? That's a, yeah, that's another key thing that we've been working on and why we I emphasize working closely with the workforce boards at your local level. We've been able to partner with you know public and private funds, grants, to cover those costs for the participant. So there isn't a cost for the dental assistant to train. 
uh, as well as in some cases, even being able to do a wage subsidy for the employer for some of that on the job training. So uh, that's really a key partnership that we want to continue. And the California Association Foundation was actually recently awarded a large grant that we're looking to continue to scale that so we can support uh, and remove obstacles, right? That's an obstacle that we are a barrier that we want to remove so that people can join in on the, the fun. You know, you and I both know we lost a lot of assistance during the pandemic. There was a worry, but I also am hearing that assistants are thinking about coming back, that assistants are, are thinking, you know, now their their kids are a little bit older, whatever it might be. Is Smile Crew of California good for somebody that may have already been a dental assistant to come back in? Is that a pathway or is there another pathway that, that CDA might suggest for those types? If certain certifications are needed, definitely at the Smile Crew California, as we look uh, with this recent grant expanding our offerings and really bringing some regional training events for those that are maybe training on the job and need some of the basic certifications needed for a dental assistant, but also now that, that next level in terms of dental assistant to registered dental assistant. So I, I think that if there is education growth that they're looking for, absolutely. Uh, if it's placement, I would direct them to the uh, California Dental Association Career Center, where we have the job postings, they can upload their resume, uh, and really start looking at what uh, opportunities are available in their area. So are there boot camps already scheduled for 2024? Uh, are those already in place or are those based on need and, and what's coming down the pike as far as interest? Uh, right now, it's really this the start of this new grant. We'll be planning out the additional boot camps. So uh, the funding in place, once we have those, we'll have dates available. And that Smile Crew site, will be we post the upcoming uh, trainings as well. All right. Well, you mentioned it, so let's push it out. What is the site and how can people get more information about Smile Crew California? Yes, they can visit smilecrewca.com as well as cda.org to answer the, go to the Career Center site. But those are the two uh, websites I would direct you to uh, to find out more information. We'll make sure to put those in the show notes, make sure that those are easily clickable uh, so that it's a one-stop shop, hopefully, for adult assistance to not only uh, learn more about Smile Crew, but again, maybe pass it along to people if they think might be good uh, candidates for it as well. Ashley, thanks to you and CDA for everything you guys are doing to help uh, erase this shortage, at least in California. And I will tell you, I hope that it's not long until we see Smile Crew, Colorado, Cal you know, uh, Alaska, everywhere else around the country. I think that would be fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We love talking to people who are out there trying to solve the problems that you all are facing every day and to make sure the Dental Assistants get the recognition that they deserve. Till next time, Kevin Henry, the founder of the Dental Assistant Nation, signing off. Wish you nothing but success ahead.